0: Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a certified microdosing practitioner, menstrual cycle coach, and feminine embodiment mentor. And I'm on a mission to break taboos around women's bodies, periods, and psychedelics. On this show, we're exploring all things spirituality, sexuality, mysticism, and empowerment. Come along as I interview other coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. I am so excited about today's guest. It is May. That means it's National Masturbation Month. And so on the show today, I have CEO of Playground, Catherine McGee. Now, Playground is a woman-owned sexual wellness company that she co-founded alongside Miss Christina Aguilera. Yes. So this is company is just so amazing. They are all about empowering women uh, to take back their own pleasure, to really meet their intimate needs in a fun way. And so Catherine and I talk all about masturbation. We talk about some of the issues when it comes to becoming fully aroused um, and some arousal challenges that a lot of women face in the bedroom. We also talk a bit about some of our favorite sex toys. And this is just a fun conversation with a woman that I know you're going to love, who really just has it in her heart to help us be the most lit up versions of ourselves. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by my brand new revolutionary 10 week group coaching journey, Cyclical Microdosing. It is helping you reconnect with your cycle, Womb and divine feminine within. This is a program for anyone who feels deeply disconnected from their current life and like they're meant for something more. It's for you if you want to check out of hustle culture and step into your divine feminine energy. This program was made for you if you're feeling called to work with mushrooms, with microdosing, but you want some support and guidance along the way, and if you desire a deeper connection with your menstrual cycle and you want to learn how to honor your body as sacred. We will be diving deep into the wounds that we all need to heal but we don't necessarily want to look at within a sacred sisterhood. By aligning with our menstrual cycles and descending into our wombs, we meet our highest self. And inside this program, we will transform our pain into power while healing the wounds hidden deep within our soul. The program begins on May 30th. That is our first call. So you have one week left to join this transformational 10-week group program where you'll create more self-love, compassion, and wholeness, experience safety, abundance, and connection while boosting creativity, focus, and your self-worth. There is still time to get in. You can book a free one-on-one discovery call with me this week If you're hearing this the week of May 24th, please book your call. And if you are hearing this later in the year, reach out to me and find out more about when I'm launching this course again or how to work with me one-on-one. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Catherine to the Light Within Podcast. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I'm
0: excited to have you too. So the first question that I always ask everyone is, what ignites your
1: Light Within? Yeah, I know I know and I was like so thinking about this because how do you how do you narrow it down to to just one thing um but what I will say is especially over the last two or three years leaving my former job and and starting a business all you know from scratch it it's really been exciting to create a business for women with women mm. and I didn't realize how how really fulfilling that is especially in a care in a, in a category that i think has really neglected women's needs mm-hmm. uh and then also over the last two or three years like how do you talk about what we talk about sexual wellness openly um and and get, get a ton of pushback get a tough ton of opinions and and frankly it's just made my light from within even bigger, brighter, and bolder because I think it's such an important conversation uh, and and that's been really exciting. I love it. And I think that,
0: first of all, I can totally resonate with getting pushed back around topics of taboo because that is like what I was here on this planet to do from the start is to um, shine a light on the things that some folks don't want to talk about. So I was so excited to talk with you. For those folks who want a bit more information about you and what it is that you do, why don't you give us a bit of an intro? You know, tell us what it is that you're doing in the world.
1: Sure, sure. And I'll, I'll just start by with a two-minute background because I think that's what's it kind of, you know, was the, the guiding light that brought me here. So I have been working in the cosmetics and skincare and beauty industry for over 20 years, And what I like to say is I love creating aspirational products for women and products that women like to use and and make them feel confident and beautiful. And, and, you know, but I I knew I wanted to do something else. And as, as, as I was getting a little older myself and talking to my friends, we started talking about sexual wellness and pleasure and, you know, how do we have that experience with our partner? And I realized that... This is a category, you know. We have a we have a line of products starting with personal lubricants that um, women really need. It would benefit their their life in so many ways, and definitely the benefit of their relationship. And there was no products out there that women loved, mm-hmm. right? So here you are, here I am trying to make mascara and lipstick and these things. And women are comfortable talking about them in the bathroom and then looking at this space and realizing this is a, go, a product going in a woman's body and there's nothing in, in this category that I want to use or I want to put in my body. Um, so, so yeah. So, so then made the switch to creating playground and creating a line of products that uh, women can, you know, I, what I say that women deserve because yeah. before there wasn't much that I thought that was, that they deserved, they deserved mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And I love that you said it was through talking with, you know, the
0: friends that you, you know, hold dear that kind of made you aware that there was such a glaring absence um, in the market when it comes to, you know, personal lubricant. Are there any other reasons why you really felt so deeply um, inspired to move into this like sexual wellness area? Well,
1: I mean, you know, just to elaborate, I would say that what really drove my passion is learning just what an issue it really is. Like six out of 10 women experience arousal challenges in the bedroom. Uh, You know, women experience a change in hormones and estrogen every month, right? Around our periods. And then there's obviously having a baby And like menopause. I'm like, why is this such a taboo topic? 100% of all women will go through menopause. It's one of the most common things that we have. And I also had a number of issues myself. I had endometriosis. I needed to have a hysterectomy. And it's so closely tied to our health. But because this word sex, is like a lightning rod for uncomfortableness we just didn't talk about some of the most important issues in our life so that really struck me in a very very big way and then i i was so excited about the challenge of turning it on its head i mean that's why it's called playground right like it it it, it is a a big hard conversation but let's make it fun and, and that's the, i go we're going to break the ice with women so they can break the norm in their bedroom i love it i'm obsessed with
0: that Um, because you're right. Like there are just so many things that we feel uncomfortable about speaking with, you know, as a menstrual cycle coach and a microdosing and psychedelic guide, like there are so many things people that I work with are uncomfortable talking about. So let's talk about it. May is masturbation month. I'm obsessed with it. Um, and so when you, uh, your folks reached out, I was so thrilled that I would get to speak with you during this month. (laughs) So let's just talk, let's just jump right the hell in. So Why do you think that sex and pleasure and masturbation or self-pleasure, whatever you want to call it, why do you think it is such a taboo topic for women?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, so first of all, it's it's just women have not been, um, we have not been allowed to talk about and be comfortable for sex. For always, right? Just historically, and we have been shamed for having sex, and I think it goes back to that. And when you actually look at, like, for example, um, in the 1950s, you know, having sex with more than one person was completely taboo, and in the 1970s, women started to have a few more sexual partners, and. But that was still taboo, mm-hmm. and even today, the statistic is, the statistic is that I was like, well, younger women are it, it is so much more comfortable. It's an expectation that you're going to have many partners, and now there's this this a uh, better understanding of like you know the the tie between sex, pleasure, and health. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the norms are ch- finally changing, but they're kind of born out of a history where it really was centered around women should be should feel shameful to have multiple sex partners. Um, And that has, and that there's just so much history around that, Mm -hmm. uh, that it's just, it's prevalent. It's prevalent. And so what, but what's so interesting is, is that it's such an important part of our relationship, you know, here's an all, and, and as we get older, we're staying, I'm now I'm getting all excited. I, I need to like crystallize my words here, but as women get older, we're having sex longer. You know, for example, and we've increased life expectancy by double in the last 200 years. Uh, So more women are moving into menopause. I call it the JLo generation, right? Mm -hmm. turning 45 and 50 and we're, we're trying to eat better and exercise and wellness. And part of that wellness is maintaining a youthful relationship with our partner.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so I think all these ethos are changing and, 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 and people are now having to have this conversation. There's also a really interesting statistic that 20 years ago, 50% of women who started moving into menopause just stopped having sex. Uh. 50%? 50%, one in two women. Man. But now that's no longer the case. And there's also now a lot of evidence that shows maintaining a sexual, happy sexual relationship actually helps from a health perspective and from a menopause perspective.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that you just touched on that because one of the things that I have really built my own business around and my own belief systems around is this well-fucked woman idea. Like when we are well-fucked, like we are better at everything and we're happier. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to live from a place of being so fully turned on and tuned in to your own pleasure with yourself, you know, first, and then of course, you know, extending that out to partners. But like I just know from my own personal experience with my own issues around my my own sexual shame that when I finally started to understand that this is the way to live and this is your birthright, everything got so much better. Yes, my sex life got better, but like the way that I just feel about myself and my body and my mental health and my business and my marriage and all the things. So. First of all, that statistic is terrifying because menopause is like something that happens for some folks around 50. So you're saying you're going to live for 30 or 35 years or more without any sex 20 years ago. Like that statistic is horrifying. So I'm glad that that's shifting. But I also just really resonate with that whole idea that like when you are turned on and you're tapped into that,
1: like everything is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's also interesting that it's such a taboo topic because, you know, from the, from the, not everyone's in a relationship, obviously. And that's why masturbation month is so important. Mm-hmm. But we, we already know that statistically it's a top three argument in a marriage. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so, and so problem solving around it or making it more fun or having conversations that are more open with your girlfriends. Um, helps to solve something that's really really important and impactful
0: yeah absolutely and I think also something that's so interesting and I love that you guys are you know branching into this this market and I and I'm sure this is something that you probably think about too it's like I was speaking with a teenager who I was mentoring about sex and the first thing I told her I was like you know it is a total misconception that you don't need lube or that your arousal should be "quote unquote" enough. But the other misconception is that you go from having like a certain age be don't have sex or else it's bad, and then suddenly like sex is on the table and you should suddenly be good at it. But like, who teaches you how mm-hmm. to be good at it unless you start touching yourself
1: mm-hmm. and understanding well, what it is you like? Yeah, there, one of one of the misconceptions that. I hear all the time and we and the minute I say it, you're going to relate to it is a I don't need lube, right? And it's this whole concept around like being okay, I'll just say the word, being wet. Yeah. And and it's so funny like where where did this come from? Like number one a, um estrogen has it a, is a directly correlated with moisture and at, and at, be just because of your period and also if you've just had a baby or are going through your estrogen level changes. So you yourself could be very very aroused, but your body is just not at a moment where it can be aroused, but mm-hmm. we've also assigned this phrase to mean something and it's like wait a second no, we all could benefit from it. And the uh, the other thing is like um why you, why not just improve your sexual experience? Right. It's not just uh, people are like, well, I don't have pain in the bedroom. Okay. Well, well, that's good. If you yeah. have pain in the bedroom, use personal lubricant. You absolutely should. But even if you don't have pain, why not just, ha- why not try to improve that experience in general? I actually think that, you know, we, I talk, we have as many 20-year-old customers as 50-year-old customers. Hell yeah. It's really really fun but also educational as for me as a CEO because they're so comfortable with it. And for them they're like of course let's let's spice things up. Um let's have some fun. Let's use this as a massage oil. Mhm. Yes. And and I love that too um,
0: that you're seeing folks like across all ages tap into this because I think it is such a, a sign that the tides are turning. Um, and I hope it also really starts to shift like, you know, there's all this stigma and this idea around, I mean, it's it been it's been in my past relationships like if you need, lube, then like something quote unquote's wrong with you. Or like this person isn't, you know, doing it for you. And so it just puts so much more pressure. And so I love that, you know, you guys are coming out with these personal lubricants that first of all look beautiful. And it's like, cause it's not high. Like, you don't have to hide it. Like I can just imagine folks like have this beautiful bottle on their bedside table. Like it's just here. It's safe. Like, it's not like some weird, you know, thing you're popping out from underneath the bed that you're hiding. Um yes. And so are you guys thinking, I'm sure you're thinking about that, like when you're creating these things, like you want it to be a beautiful thing.
1: Well, you know, it, it, I, again, I think it comes back, like I compare it to your, your favorite mascara and you don't put on mascara, like beating yourself up that your eyelashes don't look good. You just want (laughs) to put them on so that your eyelashes look better. And Mm -hmm. one of the things like once we realized that this product really isn't just about getting, moving away from discomfort, but really about... Bring play into your life and uh, just enhancing your overall experience, uh, we did recognize that what this existing category was doing was shouting at women to use me, something is wrong with you. Ah. And, and it really is like women are like, Oh, if I have to use this product, something is wrong with me. And we, we, that's our biggest narrative and misconception that we, we wanted to change. Yeah. Right. Like we don't need mascara, but we we have no problem throwing it on. And with personal lubricant, you don't need personal lubricant to go ahead and use it to improve your life. Yeah, absolutely. And so, is is personal lubricant one of your favorite
0: like self pleasure or sex like items? Like I I, I, I sent Catherine questions beforehand, and I'm like, I'm going to ask you what your favorite sex toy or 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 pleasure product is. So, do you think it's lubricant for you? So I think
1: that oh you know my my, my mom's going to love this conversation. <laughs> uh it, I think it's the combination of a lubricant and a vibrator is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a Martha Stewart good thing. Maybe I can um get her to to market those two <laughs> things together. Uh, but no, you know one is one is great to to uh, together they're better. And I also think what's so fabulous about this day and age is, like, you can use it by yourself, but, like, your partner should be equally excited about it as, mm-hmm. well, as well. And, and of course, this is for heterosexuals or, you know, however you identify. I think they're, they're great tools in the bedroom.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, those are my two favorites as well. And they're the things I reach for, like, all the time, right? And yes. it's been it's – I'm just so um, glad that I'm in a relationship where – both of those things are not a taboo for me to say. Hey, grab the vibrator and grab the lube, and he's like, "Great, fine, love it." Like some people, I I don't know if that would be the case for them.
1: Well, you know, I think I think also removing this expectation, which nobody should have anymore, that every experience needs to be the same. You know, it's sort mm-hmm. of like working out. Sometimes you have two hours to go to the gym and do a great workout, but. What we're also learning is like, if you're really, really busy and you only have five minutes to do a couple crunches, that's still very, very beneficial. And in fact, being able to account for both of those in your life will just improve your overall health, happiness, and wellness. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of the same 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 thing if you think about like, you know, then you could have these different experiences and use different things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I want to segue too into the whole expectation around orgasm, right? Like we understand that, you know, it's harder for a lot of women to climax than it is for male counterparts. Like this whole idea of the pleasure gap. And I would love if you would explain that a little bit more. Like what is the pleasure gap?
1: So I'm going to use the Dr. Emily Morris definition of sex with Emily. Um, But but really, I think it's what we all kind of know it to be, which is that, men physically can orgasm easier and faster than women or what I would say penises versus vaginas. Right. And, um, and that's just a reality of it. And I think once we all have that conversation and then, and, and then let's go to try to, to, to collectively improve it. I, uh, and also be, a, a, you know, talk about it openly. Things can get, A lot better. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I think that when I when I understood when I first heard that term, the pleasure gap, a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. it was just like, oh well, duh. It makes a lot of sense because, like we're saying, men usually well, we'll go with penises. I like that much better. So people with penises usually arousal is thirty seconds to three minutes. People with vaginas, it can be thirty minutes or longer when when we're talking about reaching full arousal. And I also think that at least in my own experience that whole idea of, of needing to reach some type of climax, you know, at the same time as my partner, or I've certainly Mm -hmm. been in many relationships before where it was like, if they came first, it was over. Um, Mm -hmm. because we really just, I mean, I think that's definitely historically, like we just see sex as this act that once Mm -hmm. ejaculation occurs, Oh, it's done. It's over. And so when I started to like shift my perspective around that sex with my current husband started to get so much better. But also when we started to just talk about the fact that like, sometimes I'm just fine with going into a sexual experience with taking orgasms off the table. Like there's less pressure.
1: And then, and then also how did we as a society decide that vaginas and penises needed to operate exactly the same? right? Like I, I kind of joke, I, you know, Playground, we're a really, really fun brand. And so to talk about it, we'd like to have a little fun. So I always say, like, oh, penises, you know, they went to state college, but like vaginas, they got their PhD at Harvard. You know, they need to be wooed and they they need all this extra attention. And they're just, they're just like more complicated and complex, right? And and I think when you say it that way, it's like, of course, we have this very special gift in life to produce babies. And what comes with that are all of these these other reproductive challenges and issues. Mm-hmm. And so therefore things are just a little different. And if we can acknowledge that and then and then figure out how we can satisfy both, I think that's really special. And then, you know, I did say something earlier that's not entirely true. I said, the pleasure gap is men can physically have an orgasm Easier than women. But we also talk to a ton of OBGYNs and you know, they're quick to talk about the fact that for women in the bedroom it's both physical and emotional. Yes. And that's where that stigma and shame kind of come in, or these these expectations of, oh, you know what, I I can't have an orgasm right now. So I'm just going to let my partner have it. And then I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is emotional and physical. And I think for for women who take the moment to kind of understand, like open the conversation with your partner or, you know, it, embrace uh, masturbation month of May um, and, then, and then address those sort of emotional um, conversations in your head. That is very helpful too. Absolutely. And again, like I'm not an expert, but I spend my days talking to as many sexologists and OBGYNs and, and women as I possibly can.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I think too, you know, in my own life and, and a bunch of the people that I've worked with, there is just so much going on in our head when we head to the bedroom, you know, and and it can go from the to-do list, right? I'm not someone who has children, but like moms, you've got a ton of stuff that you have to manage and that's all running around in your head when you at times like head to have this pleasure session. And I think that that's also something that can block your ability to to orgasm and even to, you know, be having fun. Right. And so I really love this idea of having conversations with a partner, but like not doing it in the bedroom. Like, that's the one thing when I went to couples therapy years ago, she was like, do not have conversations about sex when you've just had sex or when you're about to have sex. Mm Is that something that you guys have talked about too, with all the experts
1: that I know that you've been in contact with? I don't know if anyone's given us that exact but very insightful feedback of not having it in the bedroom. I I, I think the best thing and the thing we're really focused on is catalyzing the conversation. Sure. Right. Just having that conversation because women because every woman can see something of it within them. Really they, they can, right? Or, you know, I, I always love that, that the original sex in the city was 20 years ago oh, and like, how comfortable they were to talk about it. And yet in our real lives, we're not quite there yet. Right. So I, I do think just having the conversation is, uh, so important and empowering. And then one of the things that I always say too about personal lubricant, whether you quote needed or not is it's a conversation starter. It is, a, it is introducing something new and different into the bedroom. And that alone inspires n- newness and it inspires change. That's why we have the four that we have on the market right now have a different essence Mm -hmm. because your sense of smell is actually the sense that you use most in the bedroom. And we really want to spark that. And then we will be coming out with, with other types of lubricants to to provide those different experiences. Like we often have so many women say, Oh, I have this one, but I want, I'm going on vacation. I want to bring mini escape, right? It's already sort of opening your mind up to new experiences. Yeah, I love
0: that. And I love that you said, you know, you mentioned about your sense of smell, right? Like pleasure mm-hmm. and something that I I speak about a lot is pleasure is so many things besides just reaching an orgasm. It is the sense of smell, it's taste, it's touch, it's the slowness of living, right? And so I love that there are different essence, or did you say essences or sense? Like
1: Essences, um okay. mostly because we, it's, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a, as my business partner says, it's a kiss of a scent. Okay. Right. Cause you don't want to, ha- I mean, right.
0: Cause you want to be safe for the vagina and I'm sure there's lots of things out there that would be a little too much. Well, that's beautiful. I love that. And I also love the whole idea that, you know, this is a conversation starter mm-hmm. because I think conversation around this, which we've already really touched on can be a little tricky, right? So what would, like, let's say someone's listening and, and they're thinking, okay, like, I know I could probably benefit from this, but how do I bring it up to someone that I'm having sex
1: with? Do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts or ideas? Well, also, I talk to a lot of women who have, who have these conversations with me and I'm just so, and and they're all positive, by the way, they're, they they start off like, I'm nervous about it. I, I would say, you know, one of, one of the big things we wanted to do at Playground is, is not just create a better formula. Like you know, the, the formulas on the market haven't meaningfully changed in over 20 years. And we wanted it to smell wonderfully, feel wonderful, uh, have vagina healthy ingredients because there's a lot of uh, friction and irritation. So how can we soothe and calm that experience? So, you know, we haven't talked, you know, this is not the podcast to talk about that, but all of those things are very important, but we also wanted people to co- go to the website, get the box in the mail, get that bottle in the mail and feel like, oh, I can't wait to try this out. Mm-hmm. And ch- if you just do that and the bottle is so pretty. I mean, it kind of had, it, it, it removes the shame and stigma right there. And you bringing into the bedroom, this might be the one time you don't necessarily need to have the conversation. You're just like, look what I've got. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was part of, part of, I, I think that helps a lot, or at least we've found that it helps a lot. And we talked to a lot of pe- women, especially who may were in a long time relationship and that ended. Hmm. And now they are going into another long term relationship and they they felt like, that's been really helpful for them. It's already a product and, and, and really, especially in today's world, most people are excited. They're like, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too.
0: And so when you think about you know, having conversations around this and the people that you've spoken with too, are there big challenges that you see in the bedroom that you know that this product is really going to help with?
1: So the so the statistic of women who have pain or discomfort is large.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So how are you having a good time if you are having any sort of discomfort in the bedroom? And I think even like so there's one one point of view of like, oh, I'm not having an orgasm. Right. But really there is a large population of women who are just experiencing pain and discomfort and not doing anything about that. And we really should you know that's why we say sex is an essential part of your overall wellness. If you're having pain in the bedroom, that's not you're that there's something wrong with that. So, you know I don't think it should be a taboo conversation to say use a product that removes that. Um, six out of ten women get urinary tract infections. Eighty percent of those are correlated with with um, sexual intercourse, mm. and then. Uh, uh, bacteria, vaginosis, and irritation are very, very common. Yeah. So the more we learn, the more I realize we should be using this all the time, right? Again, our life expectancy is increasing. We're having intercourse for longer periods of time. So it should also be very natural to think that we're going to want to use more AIDS in the bedroom. As we get older and men lose their hair, a lot of them now are trying to use topical solutions to prevent that. Right. That's really how we should be thinking about it. And um, so, so that's number one. I think that those are real reasons to use this product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number two is just, again, like it, it's, it's really about enhancing the overall experiences um, and about giving yourself a moment to do it. We're, you know, I don't, want to go back to the women conversation again, although I think it's okay because historically it's always been about the men's experience, but we have so much going on in our head, mm-hmm. right? We have so many expectations that we want to achieve. And then if we have kids and if we have a job and we want to get to the gym, like we always have checking off our to-do list. And then all of a sudden, you know, sex becomes another thing on the to-do list. Mm-hmm. Right. And and, and therefore it becomes a chore And so we need to like, it needs to not be a chore. Mm, Hell yeah. And I also love that it's women making this product
0: because let's be honest, like the lubes I've used in the past, I don't know if they're healthy for my vagina. Like Mm -hmm. I certainly am conscious about it because of the fact that this is also my work, but I love that you guys have formulated something that's going to be like, Vagina friendly, and it's not going to make you have a yeast infection or like, because that's been my case before and BV as well. Like with probably Mm -hmm. issues with the personal lubricant that was not super pussy safe. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm
1: -hmm. so I love
0: that. That's something that you guys are thinking
1: of. Um, and so let's talk. Oh, you go ahead. Sorry, no, you go ahead. No, I was saying, you know, we think we use this word vagina healthy all the time, and we're so excited about it because I don't think that's common, but you know we women care so much what we put on our skin. And so, so if I would say, if you care about what you put on your skin, you should really care about what you put in your body. Your vagina is more absorbent than your mouth and it's more receptive to infection. So we do think about it. And then also I like to have the conversation too, because there's a lot of misinformation, right? Like, um, irritation infections are usually caused by sexual intercourse first, not necessarily the lubricant, but the lubricant can be an aid to sort of, you know, calm things down. And yes, of course, there are certain lubricants that don't maintain a good pH balance. So that being a number one. So really thinking about both is important and Mm -hmm. we are very focused on that. Oh yeah. The pH balance. I
0: didn't even think about that. So let's talk a little bit about the line. So there are
1: are there four right now? Yes, so our okay. first, so we have four. Date night has an essence of champagne and vanilla. Mini escape an essence of coconut and sandalwood. Ooh. And then after hours is a is a very sexy woody type um a, a essence to it. And then love sash is our unscented essence.
0: Perfect. Okay, so great. An option for folks who might not mm-hmm. want, you know, any kind of a scent. And you've already kind of mentioned some like massage type things you can do with it? Like what about mouth? Like if it's going to get in your mouth, like that's got, that's got to be fine too. Right. So for
1: sure, like I said, you can, eat, eat. I wouldn't say go ahead and eat lube, but for <laughs> us to, from the, for us to know what's going inside of a woman's body and that it's more absorbent than your mouth, like it is definitely safe to ingest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're wa- we are water-based lubricants focused on m- making sure this is pH. We have a, it's plant-based, all of our ingredients are plant-based. It's vegan. We use a, a high quality plant-based citric acid, which is the same pH as the vagina. So mm. even during friction, it sort of maintains it. Soothing and healing is very important. We use hydro- hy- hyaluronic acid and vitamin E. So it not only helps to lubricate, but it actually helps to lock in moisture and we're the only lubricant on the market that's really focused about promoting pleasure and arousal. We have a a, a proprietary blend of three uh, plant-based adaptogens mm. that help to improve arousal, ashwagandha, horny blackweed, black cohosh. So the way we think about this is really like how do we improve a woman's experience in a very full sensory way and hint 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 we will be coming out with other types of products that are really we call pleasure essentials to help and to your point you know having an orgasm is not like the end goal here and there are other products that you can bring into the bedroom that just going to enhance your overall intimacy as well as pleasure i love it i love it And so what do you
0: hope to see change in the next five to 10 years as far as the sexual wellness market with with you guys being, I'm sure, on the forefront of this,
1: right? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you hoping happens? Well, what I I think it does start with conversation. And I definitely think it will start increasing, especially with women and their OBGYNs. Mm. and we talk to women all the time now who who said now my OB-, before obgyns would say oh a woman would bring it up to me now more and more obgyns are bringing it up mm. so you know improving or improving arousal and pleasure is really important from a health and wellness perspective and a relationship perspective but also solving pain and discomfort is really really important Women who are just had a baby and are postpartum, their estrogen is at the same level as women going through menopause. So we have these big sexual health moments in our life that we're supposed to ignore and suffer. And so I really hope, but see a path that those things are changing. And what I've also realized is that change is going to, it's going to come from, from brands like Playground. And, and help doctors because doctors know about it and they're like, whoa, but we don't have products to solve it. Mm-hmm. And so Playground really thinks about, okay, let's start with the message and the conversation and a product that can really benefit all women of all ages. And then, you know, start focusing on women who have even more specific needs throughout the years.
0: Mm, I love it. And I think it's just, I mean, I know it's going to take off. I think it's just amazing. Um, Last question. One of the co-founders is Christina Aguilera. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The elephant in the room is there. Also, Christina Aguilera is down with this. Um, And that's just fascinating. And I love that, you know, you've got someone attached to this. But, you know, and hopefully that just helps, you know, make it even more
1: cool to talk about. Well, she... So christina has been part of playground long before we revealed it to the world. Uh, and, and, and it was such a natural fit and it really is born out of conversation. She's always been such an advocate for all things, female sexuality. We actually Mm -hmm. have this great website, uh, this great video on our website. It's kind of hidden. We need to put it up front and center where she talks about, uh, you know, growing up in this industry and it, you know, getting so much pushback on everything mm-hmm. around her and her own sexuality and how she really wants to empower other women. And mm-hmm. so when we met and started discussing this in particular and discussing like our vision and mission of a, of a business to empower that further and really empower women's sexuality because they have, because it's been neglected, uh, She was just super passionate and all in about it. So yeah, she and she's also very vocal about, of course, she's, you know, she's the voice of the brand and she's a very important voice. And I love to, I don't even know why this word didn't even pass through my lips earlier, but this
0: is what you're doing. You are empowering women to feel pleasure and to, and to just, yeah, just have the best sex life they possibly can, but then
1: their best life. Right. Right. Now, you know, we, you know, our tagline is up for fun, down for anything, but our mission is to champion every woman to invest in her sexual relationship and sexual experience and, and really see the benefit come out of that. It'll improve your libido. It will improve your wellness it'll improve your relationship and all of those things are so much part of our every you know how we can improve our everyday life perfect
0: so playground is on socials i'm sure website okay. where can we buy these products
1: yes we'll definitely follow us at hello.playground on instagram and then our website is helloplayground.com we are also selling on revolve and urban outfitters
0: Perfect. So you have plenty of time before the end of May to get you (laughs) one of these beautiful personal lubricants and just play. Have a great time. Catherine, thank you so much for, for coming on. Is there anything else that you'd like to share
1: that we didn't touch on? No, no, it was, I'm, again, like, I love your comfort level in talking about this. And yeah, I hope you got a lot of comments and women saying like, it's about time.
0: Mm. I hope you loved that conversation as much as I did. I also have a special prize for you, a little surprise, I guess I should say, a special discount. Thanks to Catherine for all of my listeners. If you use the code, the light within at playground, you will get a special discount on any of these luxurious luxurious lubricants, these self-pleasure products, and I know you're going to love them. I cannot wait to try them myself. All of the details to connect with Catherine and Playground are in the show notes below. You can also connect with me, on Instagram at Leslie lesleydraffin and at the Light Within podcast. Shoot me an email, hello at LeslieDraffen.com. I would love to hear from you. One more time, guys, my groundbreaking new 10-week group journey starts on May 30th. So if you're hearing this this week, you have time to sign up for a free one-on-one call with me to find out more about how cyclical microdosing could change your life. Don't wait, babe. I know this could be the transformational thing that you have been looking for. I am confident in that, and I would love to talk about it with you even more. Have yourself a great week. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.